Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We're so glad that you are joining us today. Yesterday we talked um, about heaven, and we figured it'd be a good segue today to talk about uh, cremation and some of those end-of-life choices that, that Christians need to make. And so this was a question that we sent in by one of our listeners. Before I get to it, though, if you would like to submit a question, just email us at info at reformationboise.com. Also, if you'd like to subscribe to our podcast just type in the gospel for life in whatever uh, podcatcher you use, and you could find us. Make sure you type in the gospel for life, um, and you can catch up on some of the questions that we have answered on air. So here's the question for well, today. Well, I was going to just say really quickly that um, I've had a number of people say that when they are doing mindless tasks, that they found that our podcast fits that occasion. <laughs> <laughs> The tens and tens of people that you've spoken to about yeah, those yes, who listen to the program. <laughs> so if you're thinking about doing something completely mindless, this might be a show that you would tune into. We, we, we can be the background. <laughs> we can be the droning noise. All right. So here's a question for today. Is cremation an okay choice for Christians to make? I am going to just jump in early and say that is it an okay choice? And I think you can answer that yes. Um, and I'm going to just go the one step further and say, but I'm not convinced it's the the best choice. So I, I would say it's an okay choice, but I have reasons to say that it's not the, the best choice. And mm-hmm. then I'll just punt for and, others and, and to we would, And we would say the Bible doesn't really actually say anything hard and fast about this. Um, right. And ultimately, when we are looking for, forward to the resurrection from the dead, to our bodies to be united with the Lord in heaven, um, it's not going to matter whether we were ashes somewhere or that we were laid in a tomb uh, somewhere. The... Uh, you know, interesting, uh, interesting uh, quote that came to mind when we this first came up was, uh, you know, John G. Patton. He was going to be a missionary in New, New Hebrides. Um, he set sail in 1858. He was one of the first missionaries there. Actually, there were some that preceded him by a couple of years, and they were eaten by cannibals. And so there were people warning him that uh, he was going to be eaten by cannibals, and he replied to the man, Mr. Dixon, you are advanced in years, and your own prospect is soon to be laid in the grave, there to be eaten by worms. I confess to you that if I can but live and die serving and honoring the Lord Jesus, it will make no difference to me whether I'm eaten by cannibals or by worms. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, so it's not really ultimately going to make a difference. What we do say, and I think Russ was referring to this, is, is, is it a better choice? It's the better choice in the sense that it reflects the 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 reality that we have a body that's going to be raised. 
No, we lay it in the grave and it waits, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, a cemetery used to be referred to as God's field. It was going to be raised uh, and we're, the body's going to be raised uh, incorruptible. And yeah. so that's the picture. And that's why it's chosen as a as a preferred method. Why do we cremate now is really more related to financial circumstances than it is to, you know, what what reflects this glory that we have talked about. Yeah, I would I would want to say and agree completely with my brothers. The Bible doesn't have a law about this and I would want to say a pastoral word because I've been asked about this mm-hmm. uh by church members uh you know, like if I've if I've preached on the resurrection, and not and, and I don't mean the resurrection of Jesus, but our resurrection that's promised at the end of time when Christ returns. Um, and I've been asked, Pastor, my loved one was cremated. Mm-hmm. Does that mean he or she can't be raised up um, on the last day? And uh, my response is, you know, for those <laughs> for those that have been cremated, uh, if, if I don't know how God, first of all, that's a mystery. When Mm -hmm. Paul describes that, he says, behold, I tell you a mystery. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, behold, I tell you everything in detail so that you'll understand every word of it. No. He says, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all die, but the dead shall be raised incorruptible. But anyway, um, if God needs to reconstitute, if I've been cremated, and if God needs to reconstitute my body from the molecules that are now ashes, God is perfectly capable of doing that. Absolutely. And God knows where every one of them is. Mm-hmm. So God can do that. The reason, and, and, and I'll just say a personal word on this, I, for many years I, I said I wanted to be cremated when the time mm-hmm. comes, and, or my, my remains to be cremated, uh, not when I'm alive, but mm-hmm. after I'm, I'm gone. And, uh, and that's an important that distinction. That is an important distinction, yes. absolutely. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I just didn't want there to be any confusion. Don't get it out of order. I didn't want there to be confusion about that. But anyway, as I, but as I think about, it's a matter of wisdom. It's and and it's a matter of discernment. There's no law about it. But when I look back at Christian burial practices from the beginning of the Christian movement in the first century, and why, why did Christians treat the body of deceased brothers and sisters the way that they did? And why did Christian burial practices evolve the way that they did, beginning with the catacombs in Rome and even going down into the catacombs and holding worship there with the bodies of those who had gone on, preserved very nearby? And it grows out of a profound Christian sense of respect for the body that Right. That God has created our bodies, and and we are, we're not, we don't believe like the Greeks that yeah. we are we are souls trapped in a body, yeah, uh, and that we need to be liberated from the body in order to we we emphatically don't believe that uh, we believe that the body is something precious that God has made that it reflects uh, something of the image of God and it's mm-hmm. something that God is going to restore in in eternity that we will not spend eternity as disembodied spirits, but as resurrected bodies. Right. There's, there's this false uh, understanding that even can pervade 
today, this Gnostic idea that material things are bad and spiritual things are good, and material would even include the body. And so there, we recognize that God has a great dignity, the body. We're, in fact, we're told uh, that when he comes from heaven, he will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. We're told that in Philippians 3, uh, verse 21. So there's an immeasurable uh, elevation of the dignity and glory of the human body in, in Christianity. Um, we That's why in places, in fact, they track Christianity in some ways historically by the by the cemeteries uh, of, yeah. that were created because there wasn't this same dignity given. Can I jump in real quick? So like I've listened to uh, Dr. Moeller on this and on his uh, podcast called The Briefing. And I've heard him several times just and he's he, he seems pretty adamant about the 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 need to to bury as opposed to cremation and he, he kind of pits the Christian view against uh, you know ancient paganism or whatever. And what I struggle with in the way that he argues it is it sounds like from his perspective, he's binding the conscience of right. the Christian to do this, to, to bury. And I, I think that's where I struggle because I can't point to a scripture that says you must do right. this, no, and therefore right. I can't bind the conscience of a Christian no. to say you need to do this. A- absolutely. This is this is not a place to, to make a law. No. And this is a place where Christian families uh, consult your pastor. Um, I mean, I had a, I had a right. widow who husband's died, who husband died. She had no money. Yeah. Yeah. They, they decided by their own conscience not to put into Social Security, and so she had like eight hundred dollars to her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her yeah, and, and 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 I think that this is one of the reasons why, uh, you know, things have swung toward creation. I mean, you can tr- um, cremation, yeah, creation, um, <laughs> cremation. Um, thank you. Um, I think it's about a fifty percent. You know, the number of people that are cremated as opposed to uh, receiving a burial has reached about fifty percent. And in the next few years, they um, suspect it's going to go upwards to seventy-eight, eighty percent. So, but it's mostly due to finances. And um, you know, if any of you have had a loved one that's died, you know um, what it's like to go and visit the funeral home for the first time. And, you know, it's, it's like they show you options for, you know, how to uh, take care of, you know, the remains of your loved one. And you're, you can't get emotional at that moment in terms of, um, trying to give them something that you didn't give them in life. Um, and I think that you need to realize that there's also, there's cheap option, cheaper options, um, you know, when I told my wife we were discussing this tomorrow, she says, "Why is this coming up?" <laughs> you know, because because uh, we, we're 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 realizing you know the frailty of life in our family. Um, but uh, you know, there are there are some rules that are given. Uh, you, you need to talk to perhaps uh, somebody, uh, you know, the the funeral director to talk about what are your options because you could actually. You could actually be buried in a box or a shroud in many places. Um, you can, you know, you can actually buy a, um, a coffin online. You can make your own. Uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to do things cheaper and still uh, do this. If so, if finances is the concern, there's other ways to do that. Mm-hmm. I had said earlier that I just think that burial is the better option, um, and I'm just going to briefly say why. I, I think 
one, you you see this imagery throughout all of Scripture. So in the Old Testament, um, saints were buried, Moses even being buried by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the case that, at least in those cultures, um, burning of the body was a sign of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout the Old Testament, it was the wicked that, that were burned um, after they died. Um I don't. Those are examples. Those are customs. So I don't find those to be binding on the conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find that the New Testament teaching gives the sense of, and this is where I think it's a better option to bury because of the theological underpinnings mm-hmm. that you are allowed to open up and discuss and 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 talk about and preach from burial that you don't have from cre- cre- um, cremation. Um, and I think First Corinthians fifteen is one of those passages that is so rich. And the, the sense is that, that Christians don't even bury their dead. Um, the idea is that we sow them. Um, it's a seed planted. Right. right. Um, and that imagery is different in cremation. You don't get that sense of a seed planted. Um, you get a body um, oftentimes either scattered or, or kept in an urn. Um, but the sense, I think, of the Christian view is that death and resurrection always come together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the imagery of the burial is that it's a seed. It dies in order to have life again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a beautiful theological message that sometimes we give away in cremation. Um, we don't have to give it away, but I feel like oftentimes it is given away. And I just, for my own personal view, say I don't want that given away. I want the richness of burial into life, sowing so yeah. something new comes to be powerfully preached at my my funeral. There, there, my father there. on his gravestone, it just says until he comes. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there's a reminder of the resurrection. Well, right. There's a reason why that the, the we used to every church used to have a burial ground right outside the church, mm-hmm. because we are together awaiting the resurrection. Right. Good picture. Well, that is the promise of the gospel that one day, because he was raised, we will also raise with him and. Speaking of, Resurrection Sunday is coming up here pretty soon. Well, this has been the Gospel for Life, and we thank you for listening to us today. We will see you next time. 